You could think of it from that perspective. You, you can choose your thoughts, you can choose your perspective, and you can choose your actions. Yeah. Those are three choices that we'll always have. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, get to have open and authentic conversations about things like mental health and self-development. And the reason I started this podcast is so that we can kind of end some of the suffering that's happening out there in silence, but also just kind of just talk, talk about topics that either don't come up on a daily basis or don't come up in conversation on a daily basis and just kind of let anybody out there that has different thoughts or different beliefs or maybe they're just sitting by themselves and thinking that they're alone just let them understand that you know you're not alone and life can and will get better and today i'm joined by tyler yorko he's been on the podcast before he's back by popular demand yorko performance how you doing brother i'm good man thank you for having me i Dude. appreciate it no thank you for being here man how you doing today so i was gonna start off by asking this is the only question I literally planned for this whole All thing right. was, um, yo, do you like talking? Cause I think last time we did this in the morning or like early yeah. afternoon, do you like chatting with people? Are you more social at night or I'm definitely more social at night. I like morning's my time. I don't, yeah. I don't honestly like talking to people in the morning. Like I got a long morning routine. I want to get in, I want to get my shit done. I want to like progress. I want to feel good. And then like, I don't know. 9, 10, 11, I could start getting there, but yeah. Yeah, nice. definitely a lot more social time at night. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, dude, I feel like I'm like one of the only people I've ever met that's like so, I'd ra- I like being social in the morning, man. Like when I show yeah. up to work, yeah. 7 o'clock, and that's not even really that early, but I'm like, what's going on? How's everyone do? Like, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm fired up. And like, the homeowners I work for, they're usually like kind of tired. You know, the people I work with, they're like, dude, what's wrong with you? And then at night, I'm always, it actually kind of, I feel like probably makes for better podcast episodes at night because I'm more laid back and I'm more like chilling. I always record with Zach. I don't know if you know, Plaid Jack of Philosopher. I always record with him and it's always at night because he's got kids and shit. So he puts them to bed and then it's usually like eight o'clock when we start recording and I'm usually pretty tired, man. Like I feel like it makes for better. Yeah, it's your bedtime. Yeah, it's like better for podcasting though because then I just get to let other people talk more, man. Yeah, absolutely. I And I feel you there. Like, in terms of the morning stuff, I, when I'm around people, I like to be social, like, just as a whole. So, morning, I definitely have more energy. If I'm, like, chilling and sitting down and, like, like this kind of vibe, definitely at night. Yeah. No, yeah. I do like it better. At, well... I can't imagine, like, sitting down on a couch before, like, 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, because... Like Aiden and I sometimes on Sunday mornings, like I'll go, I'll do my cardio pretty early at like four o'clock, four thirty, maybe five on a on a Sunday morning. But I like I'm always up at the same time, and then he's up a little bit later than me, but he's still up pretty early. So like after breakfast, we kind of just ch- chill and chat sometimes for a couple hours before getting to work or doing because he does side jobs all the time on Sundays, and they start at like eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. Cause it's someone else's house and it's like Sunday morning yeah, and they want yeah. to chill for a bit before they have construction workers come in. Absolutely. But it's like, yeah, man, I feel like we, we have some good chats sometimes, but what's your morning routine? Um, you have some long one? How long yeah. One? Well, the, the, the start of it, the bulk of it isn't too, too long. Um, but lately it's been phenomenal. So like 
in reality, my morning routine changes weeks or months at a time. And I just like try and refine it with what I need at that point in time. And right now I get up, throw on some, like I throw on some sweatpants, throw on a sweater, like clothes from the day before, or just like whatever I've got that I've planned to wear, throw that on. We just got a Peloton. Nice. So I just head into the garage, hit a bike, 20, 30 minutes, stretch out a little bit, meditate, and then go shower, end of my shower, I try and end it cold. Like, I do end it cold. I used to try and do, like, the full straight cold shower, and I hated it. <laughs> I just did not, like, I despised going into the shower. Where, yeah. like, now, I'm like, okay, scorching hot, hop in there, feel good, rinse off, and then end it cold. You know, so it's still enjoyable before I... Yeah. Before I do that. Torture yourself. Yeah. Um, and then basically just start getting ready. Usually I try and like, uh, my nightly routine, I always write down like my whole day. I have like an intention and then I have my whole day planned out. And then like after my morning routine, like that, I just go on to the next thing, you know, actually make my beds number one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's I been was... really good. Yeah, I've always been making my bed the last year now, man. I never did before when I when I especially do when I lived at home. It was so fucking brutal, man. I never I was such a slob. It's so funny because when I moved in here, my parents like they would joke with like Aiden. They're like, "Oh, how is it? How bad is it living with him?" And Aiden's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. He's so OCD now. (laughs) It's brutal. He yells at me all the time. Yeah, like the kitchen, etc." But yeah, dude, morning routines. How often do you see so you change them up every like month or every week? Just like when I find like eventually I'll get into a rut, I'll miss it a few days in a row and then like, you know, it just it 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 loses its novelty a little bit in the sense of like something something ends up needing to change. Um, when I was training people early in the morning, like I often wouldn't get a full cardio session in, so like I would get to the gym a little early and I'd stretch, you know, now I have the time. So I try and get in some cardio and I feel so much better after doing cardio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, once I feel like I'm kind of in a rut or I notice that like I haven't been doing something, um, I always write out like the first four or five things I do. So those are like typically there, Mm. but you know, one day something might change, you know, and I just like make sure that the first like 40 minutes to an hour my time just me just self-care just like that's it yeah nothing else i'm not taking any phone calls i'm not talking to anyone i'm not nothing yeah it's sick that you start with cardio man because i used to do that and this is the reason i asked is because i was literally thinking today during my cardio session right now I was like, man, I always feel so much more clear headed. And I used to start my day with cardio mm-hmm. when I was doing like 75 hard. And then I kind of, I don't know like hundred percent why I switched my routine, but I switched it so that in the morning, I first thing I do is I like come into the kitchen here, turn on the coffee machine, I sit my ass down there and then I read whatever book is like sitting right on my desk. Yeah. And uh, I read like until five o'clock basically because mm-hmm. I get up at like 4.15, 4.20. Mm-hmm. So I'll read for about a half hour 
And then uh, at five o'clock, I start working on like editing. I do a bunch of other things. Like on the, that's my computer time. Yeah. It's like five to six. And then six, I like start like making my, uh, well, I, I've already been like kind of making breakfast as well. Half ass cause my kitchen's right there. Yeah. But, um, and then I move to like, just go into work and then I'm usually out of the door. I'm at work by like seven, seven thirty, mm-hmm. Right. And then like I get my workout in right after I get home. So like five o'clock ish and then dinner time shower up is like six o'clock. Like they yeah. just met up. And then like, this is when I would start winding down typically or just doing more computer work. Cause I'm like pretty low energy at night. Yeah. But I feel like so many times, like, I don't know, this is just, I don't know how you kind of shape your routines. Like for me, I feel like it's just trial and error because mm-hmm. recently I've, I've just been like thinking about this recently. How like sometimes I get so distracted in the mornings when I'm just like sitting down to read first thing, then it's like, oh, I'm going to check my phone. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm sitting there scrolling through social media and it's like, fuck, I should have been reading Yeah. or should have been journaling. I should have been doing like when I started with cardio, I never got distracted before or after because it's like, I'm going to lace up my shoes and just go for a jog. That's what I was thinking. I might, I was literally thinking tomorrow morning, I'm going to change my routine. Yeah. There's, there's two things that come to mind with that number one is I also often like if I'm if I'm in that rut where like I'll look at my phone like it's it's I'll go weeks without doing it and then I'll go weeks where I'm consistently that's what's happening to you right and then and you just get into that rut so like within that morning routine like I'll put in like I'll I'll put like this is my morning routine I got three or four things and I'll put a big star there I'm like no phone like no fucking phone yeah. None of that. And then like, once I have that intention, I'm not going to go on my phone. But if I don't write it down, for instance, I had like crap morning routine. I have to do some cardio when I get home because I'm doing it every day and I didn't do it today. Fuck. And but, <laughs> what are yeah, the odds? What are the odds today? Um, but I ended up sleeping in. My girlfriend is now getting up before me, which was super rare before. And like, she gets up and then she's in the washroom and she's getting ready and stuff. And I'm like, what time are you up now? Like six. It's pretty it's good. Been, it's been awesome. I've been it's sleeping. Good. Yeah. I've been getting like eight hours of sleep. That's like really good. Pretty often. Which That's is really good. I know. <laughs> That's really dude, good. I used to say like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I need sleep now. I've been prioritizing that so much. Man. Yeah. Um, but now she gets up and then like, she's in the washroom. I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not going to go and bug her when she's trying to get ready. Like, I'll just lay here for a second. Next thing you know, it's like 8 a.m. And I'm like, what happened to my alarms? What happened? Just gone right through it, right? Um, But yeah, so like the the days that I don't have a solid morning routine, it's because I didn't have a solid nightly routine. Like I believe like start and end your day are so, so important. I talk to my clients about this all the time. Like whenever there's anything that pops up where they're like out of routine or not getting something done, it's like, okay, like, we're going to set a habit in the morning and at night to get you better at this. 100%. Right? And it, as soon as you do that, as soon as you set that intention at night, like, first thing, what's the first thing you're going to do? Turn off your alarm. Second thing you're going to do, get out of bed. Yeah. Right? Like, what are, like, break it down to super easy. Because if you think, like, you're just going to wake up and you're going to be motivated to go for a run and you're going to go outside in the cold and it's raining... Yeah, right. You're not going to do that. But if I've you say, it. but if you say like, I'm going to get up and for someone who hasn't done it and doesn't have that discipline built yeah, up. Right. Yeah, but yeah. like, 
if you say like, okay, I'm going to get up on one alarm, not going to snooze. I'm going to get up on one alarm. I'm going to go into the washroom. I'm going to look myself in the eyes and say, I fucking got this. And then I'm going to go put my shoes on and step outside. Like, yeah. Those, like easy, easy steps. You can do one. You can do two. You can do three. None of those take a lot of effort. But they're all low threshold things. And then when you're outside, now running is easy. Yeah. But like, if you don't put your shoes on and get outside, that shit's hard. I got you. I got you. I got you. I understand mm. now. Yeah, because um, it's funny. I was about to say like, oh, there was a couple things. But basically, I want to go back to you said you're waking up early, like earlier before maybe. And then now you're like, oh, I'm getting up at six now. Mm-hmm. And that's really good. And I was kind of going to joke about how, like, that's not early. Mm. But then I was thinking, like, how I used to think that way more. I was Because I wake up early. I've been waking up, like, before. My rule is, like, always before 5. That's my mm-hmm. rule every single day for the past, like, probably two years now. Yeah. And uh, I've maybe broken it, like, I could count it on both hands. Yeah. For sure in the past two years. Like, maybe once every, like, four or five months, I'll just, like have a night where I stay in like I'll stay up too late mm-hmm. right and now my my main thing is I don't dog people that don't wake up early mm-hmm. like uh, my thing is now like I've been dogging my buddies that just don't sleep eight hours a night man yeah because like I've got so many buddies that are so like-minded to us right like the people that I surround myself with they're usually like people that uh, not like necessarily entrepreneurs because some of them do work for other people or mm-hmm. that's not really their path but I mean like just hardworking motherfuckers that want to yeah. keep advancing in life whether that yeah. be make more money have better relationships mm-hmm. etc right mm-hmm. and um, dude so many people are tricked into the idea and I used to be tricked into this idea where it's like how much you fucking work mm-hmm. You're like oh I'll just stay up tonight I'll, I'll, I'll like for instance sometimes I'm like Oh, I'm just gonna work like two more hours editing this this episode or like editing some clips for it and then tomorrow like I won't have to worry about it I can work on other things yeah but then I never thought about the impact of like all those nights compounding over and over again of like six hours five hours four hours five hours four hours four hours five hours of sleep like yeah it just kept compounding and then I'm like why am I always stressed and anxious (laughs) yeah no fucking eight hours sleeps. Yeah. People want performance enhancers. They want like the secret to getting better results. I'm like sleep eight hours. Yeah. It's the best performance enhancer you can get. You want to boost your testosterone? Sleep eight hours. You want to recover your muscle faster? Sleep eight hours. You want to feel better? Have more energy? You want to have more stamina? Sleep eight hours. But yeah. like I saw a stat. Um, I remember seeing it in school in like a paper. And then, and then I also recently saw like a little infographic on it. And I can't remember the exact numbers, but for every hour of sleep you lose, your your risk of injury goes up, your stress goes up. Um, I can't remember the percentages, but every hour of sleep, it's like a drastic oh, yeah. increase. And I'm like, man, I, I was sleeping five hours of like shitty sleep oh, yeah. for a long time. And I feel a hundred times better sleeping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sleeping eight hours. Sometimes now like with that morning routine, sometimes now I'm like, I go to bed at like, say 1030 and I'm like, oh, man, like looking at that for like 545 or six o'clock. I'm like, ah, I'm going for like 730. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
and and having that freedom now is really really nice and I definitely don't take that for granted because it was just so long doing that but yeah yeah I will do it kind of sometimes the odd night like I might actually end up doing it tonight where I stay up a little bit later because so like I don't really have the same liberty I guess I could sleep in a little bit later I don't have to be at work till like 7.30 technically mm-hmm. but um, you know like I feel like for me part of it is more like requiring discipline at night to go to bed earlier than having the discipline to get up early because I've already drilled in the discipline of getting up early yeah and that's what I was going to touch on as well there was two more things I wanted to say because you said really good shit um the first one was having a nightly routine Mm -hmm. that's why I have my books set up the way that I do there like the journal and the novel yeah and well that's not a novel it's 10x rule i don't know if you've read that book. i have it's that pretty was one of the sick. first like personal development books i i actually i listened to i didn't read it yeah yeah it's pretty sick man i'm like a third through it right now but i was thinking i i put them there because i was like when i change my morning routine i need to re like revive my nightly routine mm-hmm. so then every night at eight o'clock i can go and sit down there and do like like 15 20 minutes i'm just going to condense it back down to 10 pages a day yeah. And then a nightly journal, like kind of like nightly review mm-hmm. of my day mm-hmm. and review of what I just read and then just go straight to bed. And then that kind of checks both boxes. Like, yeah. Then I have my morning routine where I'm more active, whereas right now I'm more active after work. Yeah. So I'll do more like my cardio and then I'll still do a workout after work every day. And I just won't use cardio as a workout. Mm-hmm. I'll just do cardio every day in the morning mm-hmm. and then um, just eat breakfast and shower up. And then my nightly routine will just kind of keep my reading and journaling every single day as well. And that's kind of like a nightly cue as well, not to touch my phone. Yeah. Do you have, do you have an alarm set on your phone at night? I have a nighttime reminder. Yeah. Yeah. It it comes on at eight. Cause right now I'm actually sleeping like seven and a half hours. I'll be honest every night. Cause I get up at like 420, 430, 415 ish. Like around there, I usually say 420 because it's funny and it's in the middle. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like 420 and then I'm in bed, usually like in bed sleeping at like nine o'clock. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, seven and a half ish. If so. there's, if there's one tip I've got for like every single person, if you wake up at a consistent time, go to sleep at a consistent time. Yeah. So many people, I remember growing up and like being so excited to not have a bedtime or like not be told when to go to bed. And now it's like, man, I have a bedtime. I, I absolutely have a bedtime. And if you don't, you're missing the mark. Like have an alarm on your phone to put your phone away, get away from technology and like start winding down, start getting ready for bed. So you can actually be in bed when you say you want to be in bed, you know, like put that time in and, and put that alarm on so that every night it goes off and you go, okay, now I'm going to get ready for bed. Yeah. Right. And then it sets you up for success the next day. Yeah. Yeah. I have an alarm on my phone cause it, um, I was just checking to make what time it was. I was like, I gotta make sure it doesn't go off. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it comes on at cause iPhone has like a fuck. I don't want to plug iPhone, but they have like a thing in their clock where it's mm-hmm. like a sleep routine. Yeah. So it's like, what time do you wake up? What time do you go to bed? So I have my wake up time for four fifteen. And then I have a backup alarm set for 420, which I never use unless I'm like, okay, I need like that extra five minutes just mentally. Yeah. 
But uh, that's like a pre-set agreement. I won't do it like spur of the moment. I'll have to be like tomorrow will be a 420 day yeah. or a 430 day. Yeah. I won't ever like agree mentally to myself that I can hit snooze the morning of. It yeah. has to be planned because I need to. Yeah. More intentional. That's how you build like literally that's how you build self-confidence. That's how yeah. you get happy with yourself that like you are making a promise to yourself and you're accountable to yourself like that shit is honestly self-care yeah like, that i i hate when i see like bullshit things about like people going out and like just like spending money on some bullshit thing and saying like oh it's self-love i'm self-care. like no. i'm like no like self-love self-care is like choosing delayed gratification for your future self well, like, current you has the consequence. Like, everything good, when you really think about it, like, working out, for instance, there's there's the, right now, there's a consequence. It takes time, it takes energy, it's effortful, it's often not fun, it fucking hurts sometimes, but later on, you're gonna be stronger, you're gonna be healthier, you're gonna have more energy. There's delayed gratification. Everything on the opposite side is like instant gratification with delayed responses. You could eat a donut every day for a week and there's no significant change. But if you do that every day for a year, you're going to gain some weight. You're going to mm-hmm. feel terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man, 100%. I think um yeah, the 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 idea that cuz I was talking with someone about this literally today, man, and I don't know like this is going to be where I lose some people. But like we were talking about just like kind of how you spend your time and mm-hmm. like because he was talking about like wind down time and mm-hmm. we were talking about, you know, I'm not even going to lie. We were talking about, you know, watching porn, watching Netflix, like we were talking about all this different things, like how people spend their time. Like some people play video games and I was kind of like coming out like I was just saying from my perspective, I'm like, but I don't view any of those things as a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's like. You know, well, what if, what if you spend that time, you know, watching Netflix or what if you spend that time playing video games or what if you spend that time, uh, like would the, and he's saying like all of those things are equal mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, I don't really like most of those things, most of the things that you're talking about, because I don't think that that's a way to unwind. I think mm-hmm. that's like kind of an artificial way to just produce dopamine. Yeah. That's what I've been thinking so much about recently about how we spend our time unwinding or at least how I spend my time unwinding. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was telling him, I'm like, what if you spent that time maybe just going for a walk with your partner mm-hmm. or with a parent or with a friend or something like that, or maybe playing a sport or like stretching or watching. Maybe if you just want to, cause I like to watch shit too. So like, why don't maybe like a documentary or a podcast or something you can learn mm-hmm. from like, like un, I don't know why we have this idea that like unwinding or like, yeah, that self care, that instant gratification, mm-hmm. like, because there's so many ways to do it. Like even like you and like you and I, like I feel like every time that we kind of, <clears throat> even like kind of let loose or like go party or whatever, like it's like always, you know, we're we're like sitting there having conversations with people, like mm-hmm. going for a barbecue instead of going to a club. Yeah. Right. Like where you can kind of just make food together, and we're eating like chicken and like you know salads. Mm-hmm. And we're just having conversations. Like, I feel like, I don't know why we're drilled into thinking that, 
like these instant gratifications, these instant dopamine rushes is like quote unquote self care because we all know that like those things compound negatively. Yeah, absolutely. And like all of those things that you mentioned are like artificial entertainment. Like it's, it's not you producing the entertainment, it's entertainment for you. It's, it's mind numbing and it, it does produce that dopamine. Like that's, but I do like, love it too. Like and, I'm not trying to yeah. demonize it. I'm saying oh, I yeah. do love it too. Like, dude, I'm the biggest fucking culprit of that. Like I fucking will sit on YouTube for hours. I yeah. love watching YouTube videos, dude. Like, and that's the thing is like, we know, we know that it's very satisfying to us, but if you like, if you intentionally seek out that satisfaction from an external source, I can't, I can't see it being positive in the long run. I love having a movie night with my girlfriend. I love just like sitting oh, down and chilling out. Man, so good. But like it, when that becomes a habit, like there's been times. It's a once in a while thing. Yeah, there, there's been times where we've watched. What's your once in a while? Probably like once a week. I'd say like she she lo- watches a lot more TV than I do but like for me like and each I, round I'm sorry yeah. I don't want you to be mad at me but yeah <laughs> yeah really though like it's not it's just my perspective it's, like it's not bad but like too. at the same time like for me I have a couple of like I try and set some rules in our relationship and like one of them is like she's watching she is <laughs> she's <laughs> she's watching. um but like we're listening I I don't want lights on. I don't want blue light yeah. around me when I when my alarm Sorry. goes off to get ready for when my alarm goes off to get ready for bed. Like I want to, as soon as I can, I want to close my computer. I want to close mm-hmm. my phone. I don't want to be looking at it. I I like to like pick up a book and read because that makes me sleepy. I've never mm-hmm. been much of a reader, mm-hmm. right? Like that's my ideal nightly routine. Mm-hmm. Does it happen? Not often. But, like, I start to get away from screens and stuff. Mm. So, like, when I've slept my best, every time I'm in, like, a good rhythm of sleeping well, we do not have the TV on when I'm getting into bed. But, like, sometimes she's, like, in the middle of a good show or something, and she's like, can I watch this? And I'm like, okay, like, go ahead. But, like, I hate it because I can't sleep as well, and I know it, and I know blue light messes with your melatonin production oh, yeah. and like knowledge is power right and when you know when you know knowledge is potential power po- knowledge is potential power when I you read know that something it, it stimulates change if you don't know why you're doing something you're not going to change it but mm. when you know why when you know that like screens are bad for your sleep it's going to ruin the quality of your sleep it's going to ruin the quantity of your sleep like if you know that then it's easier to get away from those screens. Yeah. If you don't know that, then like you're just watching a harmless show at night and you just went to bed 20 minutes later than you normally would, but it's just 20 minutes. Yeah. But like that 20 minutes plus the quality of sleep you lost compounded every night. And what else could you have done in that time? Could you have had a conversation with your spouse? Could you have gone for a walk? Could you have read a book? Like what could you have done besides seek that entertainment that would have been better there's yeah. almost anything in in our relationship i've been with my girlfriend for like seven years now mm-hmm. and we've probably spent like thousands of hours watching shit i i don't know just a random number but over the course of those seven years we've spent a lot of time watching junk on tv or movies or whatever none of that time 
comes back to me as like quality time with her. But like go out to a restaurant or go for a walk. Like literally there's been numerous times we've literally just like bundled up in jackets and gone for a walk in the rain. And like those times are always so much more memorable. What if you did that instead of watching a movie, instead of playing video games? You know, like what could you have done instead of like seeking the entertainment? What could you have done that would make a better memory or be better for you? Yeah. And that's how I've been thinking so much recently, man. Because, um, but like it's so funny because I've been playing, I don't know if I'm like slipping, but like I've been playing devil's advocate recently where I'm like, well, like what if that is like quote unquote, some people do believe that's like quality time. Like, People are like, oh yeah, I always remember like watching movies with my with my dad or mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, right? Like it's like kind of like, I don't know, like there's something, there's got to be something behind it because I used to love watching movies and mm-hmm. everyone loves watching movies, but then I also think like, well, like everyone also loves processed food. Everyone also loves all these other things that are really bad. So I don't know, like, is it kind of like slipping like to have that balance because I haven't had that balance for a long time and I've been considering it recently and i feel like i'm like relapsing honestly i feel like am i being of, a bitch i feel like just, just tell me to you story. are being a bitch okay however <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna miss the opportunity to tell you that yeah yeah no i accept. but like i think one of the problems we have with society right now is that we often label things as good or bad watching yeah. netflix isn't bad playing video games isn't bad but when you compare different options there's good better best there's better or worse and if you constantly choose worse or and you don't choose better you're going to over time regress from where you're at and like first off before i get into this i'm going to apologize to you for like bailing on the podcast that we originally scheduled to come here and chat but like where i was at was like in the i would i had so much momentum i had so much like positive energy i had so much growth and like the start of summer and then I had like one weekend that I had planned like oh I'm going away hanging out with friends we're gonna have some drinks we're gonna hang out like had a blast it was good had lots of drinks ate shit food Mm. came back home took a few days to recover lost momentum then like the next weekend there was something planned and then like literally the back end of summer was it so many memories, so many it's good things. Burning. There were so many good things. But like once a week I would end up like drinking and eating junk and like just having poor habits one day a week. And that one day leaks into like, okay, well now Sunday's a write off. I'm not doing much on Sunday. I'm not motivated. My house isn't clean. I'm not meal prepped or you know, like whether it's one thing or all things or whatever, then the Monday, well, I don't have my meals ready. I don't have, my house isn't cleaned. Like a, a bunch of shit just like piles up and I lost progress and I was just like regressing from like probably late July until like mid-September, just regressing. And I was getting into like a depression. And I heard Tony Robbins talking about it today and he says like the key to happiness is progress. And like, it's so true when you, when you have a goal, when you have an aim, you, you have to have some desire that you're going towards. And you know, if your desire is to watch movies, that's great. Cool. Mm. You're progressing there. 
if your desire is to spend time with one person and you're spending time with that person, you're progressing there. If you want to get to know someone better and you're laying there silently, you're not progressing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to be healthy and fit and, and energetic and you're drinking once a week and you're getting trashed and you're losing all your progress, like you're not going to be happy. Yeah. And that's what I found myself in. I was getting like imposter syndrome because like I don't preach that. I preach health. Mm -hmm. I also preach balance, but like I was not balanced. I was doing it every weekend. Yeah. And at full throttle when you did it. Too. Yeah. Right. So Probably like that's how I am. Yeah. So like it was it was not a good balance. And I was just like in this negative spiral. And then you get like self-doubt and you get that negative voice talking to you and like nothing was going right. And I was like, okay, stop. Like, and honestly that podcast was a good catalyst for me. So I was like, I can't, I can't go and talk to people about like improving yourself or doing whatever, any, anything positive really when I'm feeling like trash, like that I'll feel like a huge imposter, Yeah. you know? Whereas now like I'm in the middle of momentum, I'm crushing it. I feel good. I've got my goal set and like, that day, I literally wrote out a bunch of shit. I wrote like two, three pages down in a journal. And then I started writing my goals down, thought about where I want to be, thought about who I want to be. And like, now I'm going to November, I'm going to Mexico in November. And like, I can be super disciplined until then. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm going to go there. I'm going to drink my face off. I'm going to have tons of food. I'm going to yeah, be with tons of fan, tons of friends. You know, it's going to be an absolute blast. But... Up until then, I'm like, I have no reason to drink. I have no reason to, to do anything negative. I want to be, I want to be shredded. I want to grow my business. I want to be in an awesome place where like I can spend 30 minutes a few times a, a week or a few times while we're there, making sure my business is running well, making sure my clients are taken care of and like enjoy that time. Mm -hmm. Right. But now I'm in momentum. Now I'm progressing. And now, like, everything feels fulfilling. Everything feels good. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I feel good to talk to people about that stuff. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm in that. But, like, if you're regressing right now, wherever you're at, if your relationships or your career or your health or whatever, if you are regressing, I promise you you're not happy with it. Yeah. No, dude, I really, like, I've got to say thanks, man. Because that really actually... I know I was kind of like making satire of it earlier, but that actually helps me like kind of understand a couple of different things in my life. The way you explain like, um, you know, there's no like good or bad things. There's just kind of like better or worse. And it just kind of depends on like where you're navigating towards because, you know, like everyone kind of does have a different perspective on where, what success looks like. And there's like so many different, because there's so many things that like, for me, like, that was kind of what and I've never been like a spec. Well, I was growing up a pretty big drinker and then like in my early twenties and then in the, just the last, like probably two to three years, I've been definitely like, I don't fucking really drink much. I don't mm -hmm. drink often. But then anytime I did, I would drink my face off. Like it was bad. Like mm -hmm. I, like I had a pretty fucking dumb problem that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, for me, it was so easy to just kind of cut that out where like, and I'll still have like a glass of wine on Christmas with my parents kind of thing, or, you know, I, I just don't really like beer because I don't like drinking anything that has 
that many fucking calories or that it, it feels like a waste of my calories that's the way i think about it mm-hmm. like it's like fuck that's so much sugar and carbs i'd rather eat actual like fucking i'd rather have pancakes yeah like, if i'm gonna cheat yeah like, that's the way i think about it yeah but then i'll compromise with other things like youtube or other things because i can explain i can justify it to myself where like i i would typically label both of those things as like bad before yeah. like you explained yeah but now it's like, okay, well, one of them is like way worse just where I align. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then the other one, like YouTube, for example, would be like, it's still not the best use of time, but I could consider it better. Like it's a better yeah. option for me in terms of like leisure. Time. And like at the same time, you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Right. And, and you're producing content. So like if you have, if you have accounts that you follow that will inspire you for the content that you produce then like that could be a great use of your time. It doesn't even have to be a mild use of it. It could be phenomenal, right? It could be something that you do that every week. Feel better. That's right? It could be. YouTube but like addiction. also if you're talking about mental health, it's a well known fact that alcohol is terrible for, me- for mental health. Yeah. So like you're gonna feel like a bit of an imposter if you're drinking regularly and not feeling a hundred percent and knowing that like well, this dude, that's what it causes was. this. Yeah. That's what it was, is I would drink my face off and I'd be so depressed for a couple of days. And then I'd be like, why am I fucking so depressed? Why am I so anxious? And dude, a lot of the times I noticed like, and this just kind of came to me more as like more self-awareness came to me. And you and I were talking earlier about like just knowing what your body feels like, knowing what, how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it until the last couple of years, but every time I drink, I get so goddamn anxious, man. Mm-hmm. And I never associated it with that because of the social stigma that it loosens you up. Mm-hmm. And then I realized like, you know, I would kind of act like an idiot or I would put on this mask or kind of like, I've always been like a class clown for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, it kind of made me somebody who I wasn't. And I was like always anxious or, and then if I drank too much, I'd just want to be alone. Like I would fucking leave whatever party I was at and just go by myself and sit by myself or go sit in my room, like, or isolate myself. Like I got super depressed on the tail end yeah. of a drunk. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, I don't know if everyone deals with this or, but like it was the self-awareness to be like, when A, then B. Yeah. And I was like, I'll just not fucking do the first <laughs> half and then I don't have to deal with the other half. Yeah. So it was easy for me to just like, when I'm asking myself, why do I feel so fucking depressed or anxious? What would I tell someone that was asking me the same thing? Mm-hmm. Fucking stop doing what's making you feel that way. Yeah. So like for me, it was such an easy thing, but I understand as well that not everyone feels those ways and not everyone drinks their fucking face off. And one thing that you did really well there too, and this is something I think most people don't do very well. is like, instead of, instead of just being like, Oh, I'm feeling depressed or anxious. Like you turn it into a question. We think in terms of answering questions, right? Anything we act on, it's, it's the answer to a question. Well, how am I going to get to this point in life? You take an action, right? Why am I depressed or anxious? You'll come up with reasons. If you're depressed or anxious and you ask yourself that question, you will come up with reasons, Yeah. right? And oftentimes we'll th- try and throw that blame onto someone else. Say, oh, well, you know, the world sucks right now. And it does, <laughs> yeah. but in some there's, ways, there's, there's also really good things about the world right now. And you could think of it from that perspective. You, you can choose your thoughts, you can choose your perspective and you can choose your actions. Yeah. Those are three choices that we'll always have. Right. 
thoughts, perspectives, actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you and if you're thinking about the world and you're like, oh well, it's shitty. There's there's so much going on. There's so much divide. This is against me. Blah 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 blah. Well, then that's the world you're gonna live in. Yeah. Right. But if you're like, hey, there, I have, I'm being inspired right now to not go out to restaurants. I'm being inspired right now to go camping and go out in the woods and be with friends and have chats and yeah. like, you know, I'm going to live in that world. Yeah. You know, same world, same, same thing, different perspective. And, and it changes how you live in that. Yeah. Dude, I agree a hundred percent because I, even I've been noticing a lot more divide and I, the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, the more I even like, yeah, the more I feel like the more I propagate it, like, mm-hmm. cause Mm-hmm. Dude, I went for a bike ride today. I was out for about an hour. I literally did like a half lap of Richmond. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like, dude, every single time I like pass by a person, whether it's like someone in a car or someone that's walking on the sidewalk or another person riding a bike, like I, I would smile and wave. And most people would either not notice, but dude, majority of people like look back, smile, wave. They're like del- either surprised yeah. or delighted. Like usually mm-hmm. a combination. Like I, and I was thinking, I'm like, dude, maybe it's not as divided as I think. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I was just, it's weird that I was thinking about all this shit today while I was doing cardio. All this traction. Yeah. yeah. Like literally, man, hundred yeah. percent. Because that's what I was thinking today. I was like, dude, there's so many different people. It's so diverse it's such a diverse city man like it's such a weird fucking city vancouver in general and it's like dude so many people here just want to fucking enjoy life like Mm -hmm. that's i feel like this is like a california of fucking canada yeah you know what i mean like people come here to just enjoy their life and this is like kind of one of the most accepting places in canada i feel like maybe that's my bias but Hey, if you live in that, if you live in that yeah. perspective, that's the world you live that's in. That's the way I look. That's the way I think of it. I feel yeah. like a lot of people come here to just kind of be themselves, be free. Like there's so many weird movements here. Well, it's some weird movements, but some awesome movements. And, uh, cause like you and I have even gone to certain events where it's like, yeah, this is a movement, right? So there's so many constructive movements here. There's so many obscure movements. Yeah. I feel like people move here. Don't you yeah. think that? Like, yeah. I feel like people just move here just for like happiness and better yeah. life. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's like, dude, I feel like we're not as divided as I used to think. Yeah, there's a there's a quote in this this audio that I listened to, and and it's on basically like the law of attraction, and it's uh, the the quote is you don't overcome weakness by fighting it or thinking you're a way out of it. You overcome weakness by leaving it behind, and it's true in like everything. And like I, the first time I heard this was during like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that. And like everyone was talking about racism. And then next thing you know, you start seeing like videos of people who are being racist because everyone's thinking about racism and and the people who have any sort of racism are now gonna be more racist. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't have any racism now are seeing racism more. And you don't, like this sounds, it might sound stupid from coming from a white guy. But like, and that was kind of like the post I had today. Yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't say a lot of things as a white male these days. But like, I don't think we're ever gonna overcome racism by fighting it or or talking our way out of it. We're gonna overcome it by talking about kindness, by talking about acceptance, by talking about unity, by like loving each other, yeah. by literally being the change you wish to see in the world. If you are white or black or Hispanic or Asian or whatever, 
love people of other races and get to know them. Yeah. And when you do that, we will we will not have a problem. If everyone takes that mentality, we won't have a problem. But if you if you talk about how racist people are, you'll propagate it. Yeah. 100%. If you talk about how divided the world is, you'll propagate it. If you talk about how united people can be, you'll propagate it. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to say is because um, I got to disagree with you. I think um, you it, can it, say where It the, does need to be talked about too, but... Well, well, I was going to yeah. get to that, but I was just going to say my first point is I disagree with you. I think you could say where the fuck you want as a white guy. You can say where <laughs> the fuck you want as anybody. Yeah. No matter how yeah. the fuck you identify, whatever you are, whoever you are, you say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. If you say shitty fucking things... You're gonna be dealt with. That is yeah. what it is. Just don't say. And that, that's one thing things. that, like, I say truthful things. Yeah, and and for <laughs> me, like, I having feeling like I have to. Uh, We're two white like, guys about to jump into racism. <laughs> feeling like I have to like pre pre frame that and like and like say that like I don't have a space in it is like. It's I know. I feel wild. that way too. I feel like, like saying shit like that. But too. like one thing, one thing I've said because I've I've attacked some controversial topics in the past. You have too. Yeah. Is like, if if someone's mad about it, sorry, that's not my intention. Like I am going to go into it with positive intentions. I love everyone. I want the best for everyone. I fully believe like every person is doing the best they can with the knowledge they have, with like with what they have. I believe in people. So like if you're going to get offended by what I say when I have no in, no ill intent, that's a you thing. I can say whatever I want knowing that I don't have that intention. I'm not racist. I am not homophobic. I am not whatever. So I feel like I can say whatever I want and no one should get offended, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think like with um cuz what I was going to say with with things like racism, like I feel like there is, there is definitely some, like, cause I've been on both sides of the spectrum, both sides of this argument for a while now. And I've, and like, at the end of the day, it's undeniable. Like there's so much fuck. there is unjust things that mm-hmm. happen Absolutely. and they do need to be talked about, but they don't need to be talked about in a way that's like kind of inflammatory or fucking villainizing or demonizing different people. Cause I think that that's just destructive. Mm-hmm. I think that it does need to be spoken about, but in a constructive way with solutions. Yeah. And it, like, they can't just be solutions that kind of, you know, they can't just be like a quick, easy fix that one group decides. Like it has to be something that, you know, people come together and they're like, look, this is a fucking problem right now. Yeah. And we need to think of the best solution. And the problem, you mm-hmm. know, isn't always the first problem. Like, well related back to fitness because it's easy for us to understand but like the problem sometimes if you're like oh i have a really fucking sore back sometimes the problem isn't your sore back sometimes the problem is some other postural problem you have like your Mm -hmm. hips are out of alignment or you're you know anything it could be literally anything like plantar fasciitis what's the root cause that's what i'm saying so it's like our problems don't just have to be like the fucking headline of the news Mm -hmm. like it has to be like a collective like okay we're going to try and narrow this down to the actual root problem. If it fucking offends you, mm-hmm. so be it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But we have to fucking come down to what the root problem is. Because if you actually care about the people that are suffering, we have to fucking help them. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how we feel about the root of the problem. The root's there. Yeah. So we have to fucking nip it in the bud, right? Like, we have mm-hmm. to be able to 
cut cut the fucking problem off at the source. Mm-hmm. So like I feel like that's so fucking right now. Everyone's just wanting to quick to blame the fucking play the blame game. And that's not just with racism. I feel like that's every problem yeah, in life. Literally COVID like, too. Yeah, 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 dude. COVID with racism with everything that we've dealt with in the last couple of years. It's like we want to fucking point fingers. Oh, like these are the people that are hurting. Like, these are the people. And it's like, well, how are these people even able to hurt you? Yeah. What the fuck's going on? Like, I yeah. don't know. Like, I don't know what the solution is for anything. I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a college dropout who fucking works in construction and just talks to people about their feelings, man. Like, that's pretty much what I'm <laughs> We need so, more people like you. So, but like, what I am saying is we, we like fucking point the blame game. Like, if I'm at work and we're working on a construction site and someone's like, hey, this got fucked up. And everyone's pointing the fucking fingers and playing the blame game. Dude, that's when people start chucking tools at each other and fucking money gets spent stupidly trying to fix all these other problems when really the, the best way to react is like, hey, this is fucked up. How can we fix it? Yeah. And then we just work on fixing it. Yeah. And then that just gets the job done and then we get to all make money and yeah. have fun and not blame each other. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants to fucking argue. And that's why I feel like right now that's where i guess i guess and again this is me like talking about the division thing but yeah it's like people just want to play the blame game when really it's like dude we could spend all this time effort energy and money into solutions yeah but like we're fucking part of it is we're part of offend like afraid of offending each other but i feel like that's like kind of the main thing because if we could actually have open and authentic dialogue more often and it's like we could just come to solutions yeah yeah one of my favorite things is like when in terms of getting offended i strongly believe you do not have the power to offend me when we talked about choosing your thoughts and choosing your perspective you can say whatever you want to me if i am like confident in who i am i will like no one else can offend me i will offend you i i have that responsibility and I have that power I'm not gonna give that power up to someone else and like oh well they have the power to say something that's now gonna offend me you know if you get offended sorry but it's on you yeah learn how to like learn how to be okay with yourself and who you are and one of the one of the things is like people often identify themselves we talk about identity like identify yourself with your character with your morals with your values don't identify yourself with your with your gender or your race or your political leaning or whatever. Like your left or your right or your gay or your straight or whatever. Like yeah, sexual that's orientation. Not, that's not or... who you are. That's part of what has made you who you are. But it's not who you are. Like, are you kind? Do you care for people? Like, like take pride in that shit. Identify yeah. with that stuff. If you identify with that part, then like, you can you can insult straight white males all you want, whatever. Yeah. Not gonna not gonna offend me. Yeah. Right. But if you take your identity from these external things, like, you you're setting yourself up to get offended. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you know you follow any Bob Proctor or yeah listen, yeah yeah one of the, he has like a meditation I remember listening to and it's like. You, you are not your body. You are not your hand. Like, you're, you're an entity outside of that, within that, mm-hmm. right? Like, you don't say, like, 
I am hand. You say my hand. You say my body. Like, you own these things. Mm-hmm. They're not who you are, right? If you cut your hand off, you wouldn't be a different person. Yeah. If you changed your gender, you wouldn't be a different person. Yeah. You would be that same person. You would just have a different body. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, I 100% agree with you. There's, uh, uh, man, I keep wanting to think of other things because I, th- I, you, like, everything you say sparks something in my head. And uh, there was two things I wanted to talk on. The first one was, uh, I can't remember, but the second one was when you said the identity thing. And, um, oh, now I remember. So the first one, the first one actually was, um, when you're talking about, like, letting other people's opinions hurt you, man, because, um, I would, the beginning of this year, dude, all I was reading was Stoics, Stoic philosophies, mm-hmm. like so many different books, man. Like yeah. I have like probably five or six books and, and just that bookcase yeah. of Stoic philosophies. And there's this Marcus Aurelius quote, and I'm not going to try and quote it verbatim, but basically what he says is, you know, we love ourselves more than we love other people. So why do we not weigh, you know, our own opinions of ourselves more than how we weigh the opinions of other people of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he's basically saying like, if like you should love yourself more than you love other people, because you have to take care of yourself to take care of other people. Yeah. So you should love yourself more than you love other people. And then furthermore, if you do, you know, why do you care about what they think about you more than what you care about what you think about you? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's such something that like rings true in my head all the time. And when I try and share that with people, I get two answers. A, they're like, well, I don't really love myself. And I'm like, well, that's really sad. And I'm sorry. And I think you should maybe work on that. Yeah. And then B, they'll say things like, um, like kind of like what you're saying, like they get offended or they get hurt by other people because, you know, something that they said, maybe like it touches on like a past trauma they've had or a trauma that someone that they know went through or whatever it could be, right? Like there's different things that people get quote unquote triggered by. And I've always had that kind of philosophical debate in my head. And it's like, dude, I don't want to offend people. I don't want to make people feel sad because that's kind of like what, dude, I can't be someone preaching fucking mental health and happiness if I'm actively making people upset. Yeah. Sort of. We can talk about that. Yeah, we can talk (laughs) about that. Yeah, I get it. You can't intentionally be doing it and you can't be... I can't be antagonizing people yeah, either, right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, the other side of it is like, we A, we root our identity in things like you said, like the things that we shouldn't root our identity in. Mm-hmm. And that even goes towards like the things that we do, mm-hmm. right? Like every job I've had, I start to identify myself with. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I even do it right now sometimes. I conflate myself. Like I'm like, oh, I'm a construction worker. Yeah. Oh, I'm a podcaster. Oh, I do this. I do that. Right. Yeah. And it's like, think about the language difference between it's like, I'm, I'm a construction worker rather than saying like, I work in construction. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. That's not who I am. Right. Two most powerful words in the English language. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Claim your identity. If you claim your identity, there's going to be pros and cons to it every single time. But who you say you are is who you'll become. Yeah. Well, and I've started to just root myself, like you said, in my characteristics. Like, who I am is more like, you know, I'm I'm social. Yeah. I'm energetic. I'm fucking disciplined. Like, that is something that's engraved in me. Yeah. Whether sometimes I was disciplined in shitty behaviors, and now I would consider mm-hmm. them to be better behaviors. Not mm-hmm. good, but better behaviors, right? <laughs> yeah. And then... um 
The other thing as well is like a lot of the times when things upset us, and I feel like sometimes this isn't a 100% foolproof thing, but this is something that like Andy Frazella has said and it rings true with me. Because um, he says like the things that you get offended by are usually things that you feel like might be true or are true. Yeah, right? definitely. Like so if like, like one of the things that used to irritate me growing up was uh, I was always kind of on the heavier side because I fucking ate like a king, dude. That's mm-hmm. it. Like <laughs> I was fucking too privileged that way. I ate like a king, dude. And I like would sneak snacks in here and there. Like I was kind of an emotional eater, dude. Yeah. And um, so I was always kind of heavy. Like, and it's just kind of like, I always like would blame genetics. I blame all these other different things. I, and uh, when people would comment on it, like, dude, I, there were so many times where I had, like, different things. I wouldn't even say bullied, man. But, like, just when people would comment on it. Yeah. I would fucking feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I knew it was true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't until I fucking actually had a good understanding. And now, like, I joke around with my buddies all the time. Because, like, I'm not the fucking meanest guy still to this day. But, like, I'll still have, like, a, a, an active, like, four to six pack roughly throughout the year, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, my buddies will joke about it and it's like, dude, I don't give a fuck, man. I don't need to be shredded anymore. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not stepping on stage to be a bodybuilder. Like, yeah, if I have a little bit more body fat and I, ha- I can produce more energy and be more active, like, so be it, man. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, uh, you know who Tyson Fury is? Yeah. Have you seen photos of him? Yeah, dude. Oh man, just straight dad bod. It looks like, but this yeah, I wouldn't is, let myself get to dad this, bod. This guy is the best boxer in the world, best yeah. heavyweight boxer in the world. And I was like, that's that's what peak performance looks like for him. Yeah, and, like I'm not fighting him, that's for sure. You know, and like yeah. the reality is, bodybuilding aesthetics don't work in any sport. Yeah. It, they, they don't. You There's don't some see... genetic freaks that maybe could look like they would be yeah. bodybuilders yeah. in some sports, though. And, but... and they probably would be successful bodybuilders if they went into it. But you don't see bodybuilding physiques in any sport. And it's just a fact. Yeah. Right? Like, you got football players who literally have to train to be athletes. Like, they, they train... They don't even have to train their sport 99% of the time. Because if you're super fit and fast and got some hands, like, you're a stud football player. Yeah. You know? The the skill aspect of it is basically being an athlete. Right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, you do have to learn. You do have to run plays over and over again. You do have to practice it. But, like, you're practicing being an athlete. And they still mostly don't look like bodybuilders. Yeah. Right? Some of them do, though, man. Some, some of them, them are fucking freaks. Some of them do. Yeah, some of them are absolute yeah. freaks. But like, like you were saying, like how you identify yourself with that is super important. I going to work at West Coast Iron. That's a bodybuilding mecca. Oh yeah, and like I will get like a little bit of, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but like insecurity, I guess, around like my physique and like I'm pretty lean. I'm pretty strong. Like. You fucking jock, dude. But but there I'm not comparatively. You're not know? the biggest guy, but you're yeah. still fucking jacked, and you're probably more fit than ninety percent of those. Guys. But within that, like I don't actually, I, know. I shouldn't. I say don't. That, no, you pretty much nailed that. Like <laughs> eighty percent of them yeah. are bigger than me. Run still. a marathon, like it's, it's ridiculous. Not. But um, like I don't, I don't identify myself as a bodybuilder. I'm like I'm healthy. I'm fit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I 
have good balance in my life, right? I work out for, including cardio now, like an hour and a half to two hours a day. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending two hours in the gym doing bodybuilder stuff every day. I want I want my heart and my lungs to be healthy. Yeah, I'm going to prioritize that. I want my joints to be healthy. I'm going to prioritize that. Like I move better than everyone in that gym, basically. Yeah. Right. But will I look like them? Mostly not. Yeah. Right. And the fact that I can identify myself with that and know that it's true takes away that insecurity. But if I fall into that comparison and I start looking at them, it's like, oh, well, I want to look like that or I want to be that size or whatever. It's like, well, first off, I don't want to eat that much. I don't (laughs) want to take any juice. I, you know, like I don't want to spend six days a week two hours in the gym. I don't want to meal prep all of those meals eaten four or five times a day. So like, no, I don't really want that to be totally honest. And then when I really think about it, I'm like, Oh, why am I comparing myself? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. But it's so easy to fall into that comparison. So easy. Yeah. And I think that I've come to kind of similar conclusion. Like I feel like for me, my main goal now is like, I want to be able to run with the runners, but lift with the lifters. Mm-hmm. And like, I was getting into even like martial arts this year. Cause I'm like, I just want to be well, like I want to be able to do any, I want my body to be able to do anything. Like that's yeah. kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Like I want to have like, dude, I started doing, I, if you asked me two years ago and even now I still have this fucking debate in my head. If yoga counts as a workout, because I'm like, it's not really making me better like at cardio it's not really making me gain muscle really Mm. but it is helping me recover and get more mobile which would help me gain muscle like and so there's this all this philosophical debate but i basically chalk it up to like look you want to have better fucking balance you want to have more focus on your breathing and you want to be able to actually just like a lot of the times it's like just hold a position and sit for a while Mm -hmm. like be able to have calmness and be able to be all right with just being still for a couple minutes is like fucking huge for me because i'm like so adhd man that i'm just like everything has to be go 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 otherwise i feel useless i'll answer your question for you okay is it is it a workout yes it's a workout however your workouts are with different purposes yes right dude, and that's to notice if you want healthy lungs and heart you need to do cardio if you want like a healthy mind and joints, you need to do breathing, you need to have some stillness. If you want healthy joints, you need to move them. Full ranges of motion, you need to challenge new ranges. If you want healthy muscles, again, you need to move them full ranges, challenge new movements, and work them out, right? Mm -hmm. If you want strong muscles, you've gotta work out and challenge your strength. Same with your nervous system, right? So you're not really training your nervous system to be strong, or your muscles to be strong during yoga, but you're training your nervous system to downregulate. You're training your joints to, to be healthier. You're training your muscles to be longer. So you're still train. It's training, right? And it can be a workout, but like you gotta you gotta put in all of those things. Like all of my clients, I get them to do, uh, I get them to do like a 15 minute warm up at the start of their workout, and I'm like, that's the most important part of your workout. Yeah, do that. Do Sets that tone. first, right? Yeah, if you can get a good quality warm-up in and you're sweating by the time you hit some weights, you're going to have a good workout. Yeah. So focus there, right? 
but that's like a little bit of lungs and heart. You're getting your blood flowing. You're getting the muscles moving. You're getting your joints moving. Like if they just do that, most people don't stretch. Most people don't really work out regularly mm -hmm. by the time they come and see me. Right. So doing that will make the biggest impact on how they feel. And if you only did that, most people wouldn't call it a full workout. Yeah. But that's super impactful on how they feel. Then you can go and do your workout. Then a little bit of stretching at the end. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I just think about like as well, I guess like the, the devil's advocate or I guess is the caveat to what I was saying earlier is like um, even with like yoga as well, one of the things I will say that because I've always even been in the in the party of like it doesn't even really help with like muscular development. But I'm going to shoot myself in the foot by saying I actually did this year help me with my muscular development, man. In the way that I actually do. And you know, like this has actually been a long struggle for me recently in the last couple of years is like glute activation and core activation at appropriate times. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until this year that I started being able to actually feel what it feels like in different positions because of doing so many more like bridges and planks. Like bridges would be like a glute bridge, like just mm -hmm. laying on the ground, right? And just having your glutes go up and just feeling what it feels like to engage your glutes at the top of that. Because you can do that movement with your back muscles yeah. or whatever, right? But like actually feeling what it's like to have your glutes pop up like that and just like be fully just like contracted. And then doing planks as well. Mm -hmm. Like doing so many more planks and like bird dog motions. I know you fucking made that post the other day on Instagram, but... um. I felt like that was targeted at me because I've been doing so many bird dogs Good. in the last year. But, um, dude, I, and now when I do deadlifts, dude, like I'm having like leg days now where I'm like, holy shit, this is what I've been missing. My yeah. glutes are My fried. My glutes and hamstrings are working. Like, yeah, because before it would always be like the sitting down on the toilets, the quads would be destroyed, all yeah. of those different pains, walking up and down stairs. And like, dude, I get glute pain before, but now... And it's just from the mental connection of like, this is what it feels like to engage your glutes mm -hmm. halfway down a deadlift or on the yeah. way up instead of just at the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like before yeah. I thought that glute contraction was just at like the top of a deadlift. Fitness nerds will like this part, but everyone else is like, shut the fuck up. But um, yeah, dude, I used to think that just like glute contraction was at like the top of a deadlift or the top of a squat. Yeah. I never knew what it felt like to activate like kind of a, like halfway down even. Yeah. And now like, dude, I did legs yesterday and then I did a 20 K bike ride today and my fucking legs are destroyed, but my glutes hurt so much, man. Like, Good. Good. It's wicked. And I got to say, like I attest this or I attach this to yoga where it's mm -hmm. like, that was where I've learned how to activate it. And like I could activate it before, but having the connection to my mind where mm -hmm. it's like, this is what it feels like along the entire range of motion. Yeah, you weren't as conscious with it. Yeah. Mm. And I just only associated with like the end of emotion. Yeah. Like like at the end of like a, you know, like a deadlift or a squat, like I said, or like a, kind of like a finishing stance yeah. for a bench maybe. You know what's funny is like I, there's a whole lot of like fitness fads and stuff like that and diet fads and stuff. But one that I fully back and... I think most people do is like the glute building, but that's 
mostly because it's like the most functional muscle. If you if your glutes work well, yeah. you're gonna take so much stress off of other major areas in your body, like the low back, right? And it looks good, but yeah. <laughs> I just think also it gets so fucking. Like, I, I love it, dude. Definitely, I fucking love it. <laughs> I, I'm not, before I argue this, I fucking love it, dude. Trust me, I love glutes. But um, I fucking, I just feel like for a huge demographic, especially on social media, yeah. it's like a little bit too much focus on that. Yeah. When you're going to get so much more progress if you train well-rounded. Yeah. Like, and I'm not trying to take, take like a hit at like the Instagram girls, but it's like, most of them don't train glutes properly, too. Yeah. But but it's like, yeah. dude, if you're, like, you know, getting some good compound movements in and you're training your quads, you're training your mm -hmm. hamstrings, not only are you going to get the aesthetic benefit, mm -hmm. but you're also going to get, like, the actual, like, the idea that your quads are just such a fucking massive muscle. And when you work them and you grow them and you're increasing your muscular mass like that, you're going to lose body fat so much easier. Like, yeah. your hormones will be more about, like, for men, it's like, dude, your hormones get boosted so much. Yeah. So I feel like it's like, and this is kind of a beef I have with, like, health and wellness in general, mm -hmm. where it's like, everyone wants to focus on, like, oh, this one fucking thing. Yeah. And it's like, why the fuck is no one saying that you have to do everything? Like, everything, you should be doing everything. Yeah. Like, we were talking like, and we've everyone had. Everyone wants the easy way out. Everyone wants the minimum prescription. Possible. Yeah, yeah. It's like, guys is like, yeah. They just want to do the bench press. They just want to do all these other things. But it's like, bro, if you fucking actually worked once a week on your shoulder mobility, your bench press would be so much more effective. Yeah. But you don't want to do the fucking small thing. Preach. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And dude, and I just you're like, yeah, dude, this is what I do for a living. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> But for me, it's like, dude, it didn't, and it, and yeah. this is something that we spoke about. I don't know if we, I don't think we were talking on the podcast when we talked about this, where I said, every time I face a challenge, I feel like my fitness level increases. Yeah. And it's like, dude, when gyms shut down last year, and mm -hmm. you hooked me up with those weights, and I got a bench, and I got bands, and I got a yoga mat, and I got all these different things, I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to operate with the mentality that gyms are never opening again, and it's up to fucking me to be jacked and fucking fit. Yeah. So I'm going to start running every day. I'm going to do bike rides and I'm going to do only at home workouts. I'm not going to lift at gyms. Yeah. Even when they reopen. And I did go to the gym for a little bit, but then I stopped. And then now it's like coming back to it. I'm doing so many more workouts where I'm using less weight, but more range of motion, all these different weird ways that I'm changing it up. And it's like, mm -hmm. dude, I've never felt more fit. Good. And I fractured my heel this year. I popped a couple ribs and it's like, I've had all these setbacks, but it's like with each one, it's forced me to focus on other things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like so many times, like, I guess for me for years, it was like complacency or like comfort and like, oh, I'm just going to train. Like in high school, it was like, I was just training for rugby. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Basically rugby practice and weightlifting. That's it. And then, uh, you know, after that, I destroyed my shoulder, got into bodybuilding, and then it was just bodybuilding. All I was doing was lifting weights and steady state cardio. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I was so comfortable there and I was making progress, but it was like I was doing 10 times the work that I'm doing now and I'm achieving the same results. Like, yeah. Do you know it's what I mean? Pretty crazy. I 100%. 100%. And like when you, when you change up your training, that's the best thing you can do. 
right? Like I'll get people asking me the question, like what's the best way to do whatever? What's the best way to build muscle? I'm like, well, how are you training right now? Like, okay, if you're training like four to eight reps, do 20 rep sets. Yeah. You know, if you're training 20 rep sets, do four to eight reps. Like make a massive change and see how you respond. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's oftentimes like the best training is the kind you're not doing, right? If you need a good change up and you aren't running, go for a run. You know, if you are, if you're stiff, you're probably not stretching, do some yoga, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, it's easier when someone's there to tell you and like walk you through every part of the process, but you can do it. Like ask yourself the question again, like we were saying, like you can say, oh, I'm stiff or you can say, why am I stiff? Mm-hmm. Or how can I get less stiff? How can I feel better? And then you're going to say yoga or stretching. I should learn some mobility. I should go and check out Yorko's Instagram. <laughs> Pick 100%. some exercises. 100%. Right? And if you ask your question, you'll get an answer. Yeah. It's that simple. Ask things in the form of questions and you will get an answer. Instead of just stating where you're at. Yeah, and... And also, like, to think about things, like, logically as well. Like, there's so many things I feel like that we, like, kind of normalize ourselves to deal with. Like, one thing that I was talking to somebody today, and we were talking about my foot, my heel, and we were talking about, like, the pain. Oh, we can get to that soon. Yeah. Or did we start with it? I can't even no, remember. We talking about that. But, um, yeah, like, the, I was talking about the pain in my foot and kind of, like, kind of getting back into doing some jogging and running. And my buddy said to me, he's like, um... There's no reason like a 26 year old should be feeling like that kind of pain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, he's a hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. Like I could sit here and rationalize it to myself, but at the end of the day, dude, like 26 year old male, like unless you've been dealt a really fucking crazy, like hand of cards in life, you should be in your physical prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no reason like, like why am I fucking tolerating this foot pain? Mm-hmm. Like I'm either going to start running and figure out, my hypothesis is correct. What I believe right now, yeah. my theory that I have going on, yeah. I can either start running and see that that's true, or see that it is fucked up and at least figure out the source. Yeah, right. Like if if it causes more and more pain and I get more fucked up from it, then it's like, well, then I can address that and I can get a doctor or get a professional to fucking talk to you about it, mm-hmm. and then figure out the root of it. Mm-hmm. But my theory is that we and we've kind of chatted about this already but like i feel like right now so what happened was in like for people that are just listening to this and don't know what happened was in like july august well it was actually like june but i fucking walked on it for like two more weeks after that so i fractured my heel and then i was a fucking idiot and walked on it for two more weeks after that and then i finally was like getting x-rays and CT because the x-ray they couldn't see it the CT scan they I think was how they found the fracture because it was running up the back and they did the x-ray from up top so they didn't see the fracture on the back mm. because it was it's not it's a 2d image right yeah so it just looked like a dot because it's like a line going that way yeah. from up top so then the CT scan they were like holy fuck it's fractured down the back where the Achilles ties in like you gotta fucking not be on your foot at all yeah so then I was literally at the time I was going to the gym and I'm training like I fucking basically have no foot. I'm on two crutches and I'm doing every exercise I possibly can. And my mentality is I'm going to train as if I've got no feet. 
-hmm. that's basically where I'm at. Or I just can't really do any heel strikes because I was even able to do some kettlebell swings and some light stuff like that. But um, like any bench, like whether I was doing flat bench, incline bench, was feet kind of like up and crossed and it was all core bracing that and my core improved so much during those months mm -hmm. but um anyways fast forward to make a long story short lot this week i was like because ever since then i've had this fucking stiffness in my ankle obviously right yeah because i limped on it for months and then i was on crutches so i've created these imbalances so i've been like kind of normalizing this like soreness in my ankle for myself where it's like in the morning it's kind of stiff or if I do like any like extreme hiking or anything like that, obviously it gets, it flares up a little bit, but I've been like thinking in my head, I'm like, man, why, I, I still haven't, I've been too scared to jog or run like mm -hmm. any high impact. I'm like too scared to do, man. Yeah. I've been taking things super slow. And this week I was like, fuck man, I feel like my body doesn't register that the fucking bone is healed. Yeah. And I have this other theory. I don't know if this is true or not, but I have this conception right now in my head that a break will make a bone kind of like weaker, but like a fracture will make a bone stronger. I feel like I, mm -hmm. that's just my personal belief. And I'm not a smart person in terms of these things, but that's my belief because I think of like guys that kick trees or martial artists that roll pinwheels, like that creates micro fractures, right? Yeah. And then their bones heal back stronger. Yeah. So, I'm just going to make the case that I think my heel is either at least or stronger than it was before because it healed from this fracture. Yeah. And um, I don't think my body's registering that right now. Yeah. And I had someone explain to me where it's kind of like my nervous system flaring up and just creating that pain. But that's basically my theory right now is like my bone is 100% healed. I don't think there's much damage there right now. Maybe mm -hmm. some tightness in my tendons. I don't know if that's a thing mm -hmm. or tightness no, in my calves both and uh they're probably still flaring up and tight but i think that my shit's solid i think it's good yeah and i've so i've been doing like a 10 minute run i did two days ago and then yesterday i did i just upped it by five minutes this is my idea is i'm just gonna up it by five minutes every day and basically what's happened so far is the first three minutes are excruciating and then I've just kind of, I was like, well, I'm not getting injured. Like nothing's happening. It just hurts. Yeah. So we'll see how sore I am after 10 minutes. Yeah. And then the last seven minutes, I was like, I don't want to stop. I feel good. But I mean, I told myself 10 minutes. I don't want to push it. So I stopped at 10. 10 minutes was good. I felt awesome after. Next day, I felt the same as I always do. So it was like not a negative, not a super positive. Yeah. Yesterday, 15 minute run. Because I was like, I'm going to just keep increasing this. And today I woke up, no stiffness. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is actually doing good, man. Yeah. And my yeah. goal right now, today for my cardio, I did the bike ride because I went for the long one. But um, I, my goal right now is like every day I'm going to up this by five minutes and just see where my threshold's at. Mm -hmm. Because I got, I got to a place where I was, I did a half marathon earlier. I don't know if it was earlier this year or last year, but late last year, earlier this year. But I ran for two and a half hours straight. Yeah. So like, I know my threshold and that was like a one-off. It was just a day where I was like, I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah. Cause before that I'd only run for like, I think 17 or like 20 minutes before. Yeah. Seven K was my longest. So I don't know how long that took me. I can't remember. Probably longer than that. Probably like a half hour, but I went from running a seven K. I was just like, I'm just going to run until I'm fucking done. I'm going to gun for a half marathon. 
But uh, I just feel like now it's like I, I just need to figure out where my threshold is now. Yeah. Whether that's pain tolerance or maybe I do push it to an injury. I don't know. And like you're you're totally on the right track. Like see where that threshold is and slowly build it up and then come home and stretch it out and make sure things are moving well. Because like you're going to get stiffer if you don't stretch it, right? Um, but like your muscles are going to be tight. Your tendon's going to be tight. Your fascia is going to be tight. If you haven't ran in a while, fascia takes like, I want to say like six to like 24 months to like train it properly. Holy it, fuck, man. Seriously? Yeah. Like long time, long time. Um, that's why like you'll see athletes who are like lifelong athletes who move great, but like you don't Put do anything, sport you or... don't do anything for a few years and like all of a sudden you can't you can't move like you did when you were an athlete anymore like it takes a couple of years but like it will get trained it will get trained for sure yeah um but like your muscles like six weeks you're gonna you're gonna have drastic changes right fascia is different fascia takes way longer so like it's good you haven't been off of it for too long so like you're not going to be super detrained um but know that like your tendons and your fascia will take longer to to adjust than the muscles will but like stretch those things out see how it goes progress it slowly and like you'll be good for sure but then and like that like we were saying before that phantom pain it's your body like being apprehensive to go there it knows that it doesn't have the same capacity it used to but it doesn't know what that capacity is so it'll give you the experience of pain to keep you away from like testing it all at once yeah. So as you test it slowly, it'll start to decrease that. Yeah, I do, I feel like it's like um, dude, I like the way I was rationalizing it to myself to just fucking do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna start running because if I don't fucking start, what am I gonna do? Just not do this ever because I have this weird feeling in my foot. Like I'm just mm-hmm. gonna start fucking running because um, I was I was thinking about it in the terms of like. What if this was not a physical thing? What if this was an emotional thing? What if this was like something like, say like, uh, oh, it hurts when I do that, so I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. What if it was like an emotional thing? What if it was like, oh, it's uncomfortable for me to tell the truth, so I'm just not going to do it. What if it was anything else? You know what I mean? I was like, like, what would I tell myself? Like, just fucking test the waters. See. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Ask yourself what ifs? Yeah. Or are you just going to fucking jump in and do it and fucking see what happens. If it hurts, then fucking, if you wake up the next day and your foot's fucked, don't do that again. Yeah. Maybe seek a better way to do it, yeah. but not just don't do nothing or yeah. like, don't just do nothing. You know what I Take mean? Take like, action. That's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, this is my little bitch voice. This is my, the fucking demon on the, on the bad shoulder. That's yeah. telling me like, you know, don't push yourself. Just yeah. be comfortable. It hurts. Don't do it. Have you, uh, you, you've read some Napoleon Hill, right? Yeah, a little bit. I just finished an audio book of his, um, Outwitting the Devil. Yeah. And I haven't read it or heard of it. Phenomenal. It it was actually published in 2011. Really? Yeah. They, they, that's new. They hit it. Yeah. So, cause it, it also, he, I think he finished it in like 1930 or 40 or something like that. It was hidden for like 70 years. That's what I'm saying. Like, how the fuck, is, how is it you? Yeah, because uh, he, in it, he talks, to, like, like the devil 
in it is negative energy. It's, it's, that's, that's what it is. Negative versus positive. Um, and in it, like he talks about some, he's a little bit critical of school and of the church in it. And basically he's had an experience during his life where like he was in business with someone and like that guy got killed and they were also after him. So him and his wife were like, we're not going to publish this <laughs> yeah. because people could come after you because you're like against school and the church and how they're doing things. Um, and then just use a pen name. And then his wife also, so he died and then his wife was alive for a while after. And then she gave the manuscript to like his foundation. And then after she died, then they published it. So they waited until both of them are gone and then publish it. And it's, literally so relevant today so relevant especially with like all of the covid stuff everything that's going on social media and propaganda and everything like so so relevant um i forgot where i was going with that now. <laughs> no, no i was talking about bitch voice man yes um voice. one of the things he talks about is like uh we all fall into like a hypnotic rhythm and like it's easy to get talked into doing like the the easy things you know the self-doubt that's part of like the devil is self-doubt and fear and stuff like that and when we have that it it cripples us it keeps us away from taking action and we get into this like hypnotic rhythm of like not taking action or you know eating that junk food or whatever and it's really really easy to fall into a rhythm like if you think of like mountains and valleys water runs downhill it's mm -hmm. easy to just stay in that little valley mm -hmm. but the other way to go is like if you you create rhythm in your life and you create those routines you create a nightly routine you create a morning routine you create a mindset all right now we're back we got now cut off back. we got cut off there i'm gonna try and edit that as seamless as possible but i might end up just keeping this in because uh we had some technical difficulties, but that's what it is. Yeah, I I completely agree, bro, with like the idea that kind of the, the voice that you feed more often is gonna is gonna be louder, and that's how you're gonna kind of gain like momentum. Like you were talking about, like kind of like yeah, it's obviously way easier for water to be flowing through the valley, and it's already going that way, mm -hmm. right? And it's like we kind of were talking about it earlier about. How I was being a little bitch and there's just so many ways in my life where I kind of find myself kind of compromising or negotiating a lot of things in my life now where I wouldn't have before like foot pain or all these different little things like my morning routine or my evening routine etc not going to bed on time and it's like now that dude now that I'm doing this podcast I'm like oh dude it's all these little boxes yeah like every time you compromise with that shit yeah. it builds up man yeah and it's like that's what i'm doing is i'm feeding that bitch voice or that devil like the, the you said i was smart in the devil outwitting yeah, the devil outwitting the devil good book i'm gonna fucking need it dude yeah. do they have the audiobook or do you have yeah. the book yeah the audiobook Fuck it's yeah. well read too nice dude yeah i just downloaded a couple audiobooks right now I'm trying to get back into them i actually have been back into them recently so so you said something um before i don't know if it was recorded or not to be honest with you um but like recognizing and having the awareness of where you are, who you are and who you want to be and like what that gap is. Yeah. Right. Knowing that gap, I think is the absolute key to like solving 
literally 90 plus percent of all problems we have. Right. You know, especially when it comes to like the mental health aspect of things. My nightly routine alarm's going off here. Oh, I know. Mine's about to go to 8.35. But um, like I was saying, like towards the end of summer, like I was falling into a rut. I was like spiraling downhill. I was getting very depressed, like almost had a fucking breakdown. Like I was just like so on myself, so negative, like just so many negative things going on in my head as a whole. And like, what I had to do was I had to stop and recognize like, where am I at now? Where do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Where is that gap? And then I recognized some gaps within like my own habits at that time. And I changed those habits. And like, I started to see that I wasn't getting further away from that anymore. Where when I, again, when I looked at like where I was, it's like, I was way closer to those goals four months ago. Mm-hmm. I was way closer to being the person I want to be four months ago. And now today I'm the opposite. I'm going backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then I made those changes and started progressing and like, Wherever you're at, if you're listening to this and you've got some like mental health things you're you're struggling with, anxiety, depression, anything like that, start there. Yeah. Start there. Like every consultation I do with clients, the first thing we talk about is goals. If you don't have goals, you don't qualify to work with me. Sorry. It just (laughs) I'm not gonna work with someone that doesn't have goals. You have to know where you want to go and who you want to be. And once you decide that we can create a plan that will help you get there, you know? And usually it starts off pretty simple. Develop those habits, build the, build a program from where you're at. You're not going to go into five sets of 10, 10 reps of squats right away. It's not what, that's not a good plan at all, right? You should, you should work into it. You should build up into it. You need to progress over time so that you feel progress this week and then you feel more progress next week and you feel progress the week after. And then you've got rhythm and you've got momentum and then you, you work that rhythm into your week. And like, that's how you become a different person. That's how you beat that shit. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I strongly, strongly believe like if you're not progressing to whatever your goals are, what, whatever like you, you visualize in your head, you will be depressed mm-hmm. or anxious or both. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you think about like hunter gatherer times, like they, they basically were just trying to survive. Yep. So like, what's the vision in your head? Food. Yep. Food and safety. Yeah. Food and shelter. If you live yeah. in a rainy place. And you know like... what? I bet they were feeling fulfilled when they were going out hunting and gathering and doing stuff like that mm-hmm. because you're still making progress towards that vision you have. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be that you want to make a million dollars. Like we were talking about before, like we're, uh, we're so, yeah, it could be, be. but, but we're so focused on like these like monetary things or these like Mm -hmm. how society sees success, but like, it's just how you see success. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Right. For instance, my parents are two of the most successful people that I know in my entire life because when I asked them what their goals were, it was to own a house and have a family that stays together. And my parents are still together and they paid off their house. I'm like, you guys are super successful. We're like, I never, growing up, I never thought of them as very successful. 
They didn't particularly love their jobs. They didn't particularly make a lot of money. They didn't probably similar to me, you know? kind of like middle yeah. class and yeah. just kind of like you know you're comfortable, yeah. but like nothing exceptional. Exactly, exactly. We had what we needed. Yeah, that was about it, and we had our family, and good. That's that's yeah. it. But yeah. like within that, what were their goals? They wanted to own a house and they wanted to have a family, and they had both of those things. Like that comes with a lot of fulfillment. Yeah. Right. So they were successful with that. I have, I have goals that are a lot different. You know, mm-hmm. I do want to have those things too, but I have big, big goals. Mm-hmm. So like. For me, when we're, I'm sitting down and watching Netflix or playing video games or doing doing that shit that I don't feel is productive, I never feel good. I, I never feel good unless it's like, oh, it's a date night or it's something like that. It's, a, it's an event. It's an occasion. Yeah. But like going into that as like something that people do regularly and, you know, if you don't want to be a, a movie expert or you don't want to be... A video game like stud whatever you're like a, an actual gamer you're not you're not streaming your stuff live and and like making a job out of it like maybe you shouldn't be doing it every day yeah right find time where you can de-stress and do it yeah for sure but like doing it all the time is where it starts to become a problem because there's so much more you could do that would actually progress you to what you want yeah yeah, and there's always going to be people that are like, but I just want to play video games. That's my thing. Yeah. But yeah. then if you ask them what their goal is, you know. They don't have goals. That's the problem. If you don't have goals, you don't have direction, like, you're just drifting. And drifting I agree. Won't, drifting won't make you happy. Sorry to say. I agree. I, I completely agree. My In my opinion, happiness is achieved through having some sort of a passion mm-hmm. and then having... I guess a way to be progressing at it mm-hmm. or do it professionally maybe. Yeah. And then having the discipline to do that enough to be good enough to be paid at it and having the discipline to do it when it's fucking annoying. Because dude, like everybody has like their, like for me, like growing up, I guess the best way to explain it was I didn't have the awareness of all the time to be like, okay, I do like this thing because every time I'd like something, there would be something that I didn't like about it, mm-hmm. right? Like you grew up playing baseball all the time, but I'm sure there was times during training or conditioning where you're like, I don't fucking like this part. Yeah. I don't want to do this. For me, that felt like I was like, I don't like this thing then. Yeah. Because this is hard. Yeah. And I didn't really have the awareness to understand, like to have the discipline to stick to anything. And now looking back, there's so many things where I'm like, Dude, I actually did enjoy that. And if I had stuck to it, I'd be so much Let better. Let me ask you this, though. What was your vision growing up? What was your dream growing up? I didn't really have anything. I was so vague, man. But that's, that right there, I think, is why you didn't want to do the hard part of it. Yeah. Right? I was really lucky because, like, literally from, like, five years old, I wanted to be a pro baseball player. Yeah. Like, so I, I had been called delusional multiple times yeah. growing up, you know? Yeah. I remember... Being told by coaches, like, yeah, well, the odds of that happening are super low. I'm like, of course they're super low. Yeah, for like, you. What do you, what do you, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. do you mean? Like, do, yeah, do yeah. the math. There's, like, 30 teams in the MLB. And there's, like, each team has, like, I don't know, three to, like, ten minor league teams. And there's college. And then, like, do the math. Of course the odds are low. But, like, what does that mean? Like, yeah, I'm gonna I just didn't it. care. I yeah. just didn't care what they had to say. 
you know? And, like, because I had that dream and I was, like, fully committed that, like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do school. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to do school. I didn't want to work in the rain. I didn't want to, you know, there were a lot of things I didn't want to do, but I did want to be a multimillionaire and I did want to play baseball. And I was like, that's one way I can do it. Yeah. So, like, that's why I was disciplined towards it. But yeah. most people don't have that desire. Yeah. So, like, that's where that gap is. And, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, being vague when you don't have that desire. Yeah. Right? You got to just explore a bunch of things. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, like, I, I found my passion through doing shit that, like, I flipped it. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I was always miserable. I was always taking the easy way out. So what if I just fucking try doing the hard shit all the time then? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, I still have days where I feel lost. Mm-hmm. I definitely have way more focus and I have specific goals that I want to achieve. But now there's days where I still feel lost. But having just like kind of that that discipline where things that used to suck, like waking up early, mm-hmm. where now it's just like I can, I know I if I just keep pushing, bad shit will go away. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now. But I feel like um, I was going to say something earlier. This has been fucking happening to me all night. But what I was going to say, now I remember. What I was going to say is, you know, um, I think a key to a lot of people's happiness is, um, like we were saying, like, knowing who you are right now and then knowing who you want to be. And then obviously there is some sort of struggle with that for a lot of people. It happened with me where, like, mm-hmm. knowing who you want to be I didn't know what I wanted to do for work. I didn't yeah. know anything about even what my identity was, dude. That was And a lot of times with. people don't have the confidence in themselves to even claim that. Yeah. And sometimes I still don't even know. I couldn't pinpoint it if you would ask me, what yeah. do you want to do to make an income? I'm like, I have so many ideas. What do you want to do to make an impact? That's the thing where I, that's where I, I do have a specific goal, right? Yeah. So that's like... Um, I know who I want to be because I don't, I, I don't associate. And I think that maybe that could be a good place for some people to start. But for me, I feel like it's not conducive to associate who I want to be with how I make my money. Yeah. Because if I can achieve who I want to be, money will be there. Money will yeah. not be a problem at all. Yeah. Because part of who I want to be is skillful enough to, to, be able to generate revenue on my skills. The other question then becomes, how do you want to live? That's where, that's where, like I've been setting myself, I like routine. I think that routine mm-hmm. is the best way to live. And I think that's across the board. And a lot of people argue with me on that. And if you're down to, I'll fucking debate you anytime on it. Yeah. But I think personally, routine is the way to live. I don't know Everyone, whether you whether you want to deny it or not, you have a circadian rhythm. You sleep on a on a routine on a rhythm. You your digestive system works on a rhythm. It also has its own type of circadian rhythm. Our everything about our world and humans is rhythmic. Yeah, there is like you need routines. Yeah, we are habitual creatures, and if you don't choose your habits you will develop habits. Yeah. So anyone who wants to debate that, that's a tough one to debate. Both of us will sit down because <laughs> you're wrong. Routine, <laughs> routine is number one. That's like a hundred percent routine. And then routine trickles down into everything else, like a yeah. fitness routine, mental health routine, whatever you want to explain it. Most people who routine. claim they don't have a routine or don't need a routine spend like three hours a day browsing on their phone. 
Or are the first and people that, that complain about anxiety and that depression. Yeah, exactly. And then that is your routine. You claim you don't need a routine, but you have routines and you just don't realize it. You're not aware. Yeah, that's funny. I never thought of it like that. But one of the one of the things I remember hearing when you were saying like you didn't know what you wanted to do. What do you want to do is one of the worst questions we can ask people. Yeah. I fully believe that. That's right. How, I mean, how do you want to live? How do you want to live is a way better question than what do you want to do? Because mm-hmm. if you can answer how do you want to live, you can reverse engineer a hundred different ways to do stuff that will get you to that life. But if you say like, what do you want to do? And you say like, oh, well, I want to be a carpenter. I want to build stuff. And your answer for how do you want to live is like, oh, well, I want to spend eight hours a day with my family. You can't do those two things. Yeah. Those things conflict. Which one's more important to you? How you live or what you do? Yeah. And how you live should be more important to you than what you do. Yeah. In reality. So like, we ask the wrong question to kids coming out of high school. Yeah. It should be, how do you want to live? What are five or ten ways that you can achieve that life? And then, what of these are you most passionate about? Dude, I you love know? that. I love that shit so much, man. Because that, that actually helps me irrational. Well, it helps me to kind of figure things out. Because what I was thinking in my head, when, when you're saying, like, how do you want to live? And it's like, how do I want to live? Is like, I want to be physically tested every day. I need to have physical like and that's a good thing a, a big upside to being in construction mm-hmm. is like you're fucking doing labor all the time like carrying fucking toilets up and down stairs people's houses carrying bags of concrete carrying lumber you know building different things climbing houses all these different things but then also the other thing is i don't want to have just that as my job i don't want just that i like dealing with people mm-hmm. i like problem solving i like putting out fires like not literally but Mm -hmm. metaphorically i like you know solving problems and kind of creating solutions for people that that i like one of my favorite things about being a manager when i used to be a manager was i liked when people would come in stressed out and like all like frazzled up and and i would be like all right bro let's figure this out and they'd be like how are you so calm about this i'm like because you in certain times like i like that feeling you know what i mean yeah so for me like I used to say I want to just be able to spend as much time as possible with my family and I still feel that way. Yeah. But it's also like I do want to be out and about and doing things all day and then come home and cherish the time I spend with them. Yeah. Like that is kind of how I want to live and that is a little bit different than some people where they're just like I just want to fucking be by myself and sit in my apartment all day and work from home. So be it. Do that then. Fucking have yeah. out it. Fill your boots. Just maybe go outside for a run for an hour or something every day. Yeah. But yeah. Do whatever you want, right? But I feel like what I was going to say, the reason I brought this up again was because, um, you know, like say you figure out who you are right now. You, you, you tear away your ego, you get a journal, you start writing down like, who am I truly? Like, mm-hmm. where am I at right now? How much money do I make? How do I feel on a daily basis? Where's my fitness level at? Where's mm-hmm. my relationship status at? How's my relationship with my friends, my family? Like figure out who the fuck you are on every level possible. And then once you figure out who you want to be, which can also be difficult, but not important, it's definitely doable for all of us. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is like figuring out the gap, mining the gap. And what I was saying earlier, I kind of touched on it and you kind of touched on it, but the hardest part about mining the gap or figuring out what that difference is, is like awareness. Because sometimes like we're either not aware of what it will take to get to where we want to be or we're not even aware because of our ego 
of what we're doing right now or who we are right mm-hmm. now. So like for myself, I kind of have my own theories, but I feel like as a, clo- a little closing section, because it's both getting towards our bedtimes, I want to ask you like kind of, like I said, I have my own theories, but like what would you say to someone that's just kind of like lacking that awareness or they're just kind of struggling with that? They, they Maybe they can't figure out who they are. Or they can't figure out who they want to be. Or the awareness to find the difference is just off. Like, what yeah. would you say? Do you get what I'm coming uh, Oh, from? yeah. Well, honestly, like, pose questions to yourself. That's the thing. Like, if you just try and think about things, you know? Like, if, you, if you're wondering where you're at, but you haven't asked yourself that question, you're not going to come up with an answer. You'll come up with emotion, and that's it. Mm-hmm. We think logically to answer questions. So, like, we've asked a whole pile of different questions here today grab a piece of paper and write down a question. How do I want to live? Who do I want to be? What kind of life do I want to have? What are things I want to do throughout the day? Do you know how many times I've designed my dream day for like a a weekday, like Monday to Friday? How do I want to live that, that life? I've done that literally dozens of times, Mm -hmm. like made up lives. I am not living that life right now. But I know how I want to live. I know that I want to be active. I know I want to like, there, there's so many different things that I want to do. So it's like, okay, well, one day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to do that. Like, and, and I've already designed this for when I'm making like a lot of money and have a ton of free time. I'm not just going to sit at home and like wake up and watch Netflix for eight hours. Mm-hmm. I would not be happy doing that. But I, I know those answers because I've, I've asked those questions and I've taken the time to sit down and like write out answers. It is work. That's, that's the thing is it is work. You can't like, you can't do it simply at the snap of a fingers and like, or answer the question and just know, and things are different. Like answer that question every week, answer it regularly, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you don't know, like if you're just like struggling, you got a million things in your head, start with a brain dump. That's what I call it. I take a piece of paper, I write brain dump on the top, and I usually ask the question, like, what's in my head? What's going on with me? Something like that. And then my goal is to fill up the paper. And that's it. And, like, I will I will usually start with, like, a couple of lines where it's, like, straight and it's nice writing. And by the end of it, I'm, like, writing sideways. And, like, I'm, like, oh, there's a gap right here. Let me just, like, put a thought right in there and, like, it's Draw a, a little mess. bubble around and it's and a mess and it's just like full lines and connecting then, shit. Like. And then if you look at that, you can visually see that there were a million things in your head that you didn't know were there. And it's like, man, if that shit was in my head and not on paper, I would have anxiety about that. Oh yeah. I, I did. had anxiety. About that. <laughs> and then you can look at it. And then like my next step then is like to then prioritize things. So it's like, okay, well I need to get cat food. Like, that's a pretty simple thing. Cross that shit out, put it on a list, like, get some cat food, right? What else do I need while I'm at the grocery store? I'll get these, okay, so I need to do a grocery run, simple, right? Now it's not just, like, one of those things that's stuck in your head that you need to do. Now you have an actionable step. And then, like, I go through there, and I'll cross shit out, and I'll circle things, and I'll, like, start numbering things. It's like, fucking one, two, three, eight, whatever, you know? Like, these ones are here, these ones are there, okay. And then I'll like create a list or I'll like start organizing my thoughts from there. And then it's like, okay, well now I've got 
like a workable thing, you know? And I think that's a great place to start. And then like, again, ask, ask more questions. If you have something on there that says like, I'm feeling depressed, I'm, you know, like, who am I to think I can do this or whatever, you know? And you, you see that you've got like this negative self-talk, then like ask questions around that. Ask questions, how can I improve this? How can I make this better? Start turning things positive. And mm -hmm. like, again, ask questions. And, and don't just ask it and think on it. Like, answer it. Whether you're speaking it out loud or you're writing it down or whatever. It doesn't matter. However you do that, right? Like this, talking it, making a video, writing it, how it whatever form you want to do, go ahead and do that. But like, you need to go through the action of answering it. Yeah. The action of like planning things. Yeah. If you just think about it, it's just a thought. It's not a reality. Yeah. Right. You write it down. Now it's a reality. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I hundred percent agree with you because I had, I was going to say, I got three methods basically of achieving what we we're talking about. And the first one is journaling. And I do a pretty simple, or sorry, I do a similar thing that you do like with the brain dump where I just like basically, I kind of categorize my life and I just mm -hmm. think of like, I put down like, like uh, work and construction, podcast, uh, like, you know, it could be like relationships, it could be mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. I just write mm -hmm. down, yeah, like grocery run. And then I just write down all the things that come to my mind about those things. Yeah. And then I'd say, okay, now I have a clear indication with work, I have to focus on this. With my podcast, I have to focus on this. With this, I have to focus on this. With this person that I'm trying to create a better relationship with, maybe a family member or whatever, like I have to focus on this. Yeah. So like writing things down, like you said, asking yourself questions. And then the second way I would do that is like when I fucking record podcasts by myself, when I'm just like sitting down and I'm just rambling off. Because basically, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, the 10 minute, 15 minute, 20 minute, five minute episodes, those short episodes that I do by myself is literally a problem that's in my head. And I frame it in a way that I'm giving advice to someone else, but I'm really giving the advice to myself. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to release this as a podcast episode because maybe someone else will pull value from it. But literally having the conversation with yourself. Yeah. Just being like, I don't know about this, this and this. And then when I listen back to it, sometimes I'm like, there's five minutes here where I was saying shit that I don't really agree with anymore. And that kind of helps me refine my views on things. Yeah. But the third thing and this doesn't require any podcasting, but it's been happening tonight, which is like talking to people that I trust mm -hmm. and talking to people that I like to take advice from. Like when I asked you about, oh, I've noticed this in my life. Am I being a little bitch? That's an internal question I had in my head. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, I'm just going to say it aloud. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. like a spur of the moment. Yeah. Like I didn't plan on asking you that question tonight, but once it came into my head. Yeah. I was like, am I being a bitch? I'm like, I'm just going to ask him. Am I being a bitch, bro? And you're like, dude, you are being a bitch. <laughs> I can't right? even remember what it was about. I think it, I it was like about just... watching movies, watching movies. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, you know, like actually, you know, these, these thoughts that we have in our heads, these questions that we have in our heads, this internal dialogue, like maybe try and externalize some of it. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, definitely like understand the people who are around you and, and the people who want to want the best for you and also have the application in their own life that like you, you trust them. Like tr uh, there's, you gotta be a, there's careful a saying, with who you're asking yeah, there's a saying, too. um, judge a tree by the fruit that it bears, not the fruit that it talks about bearing. You know, if you've got, 
if you got someone in your life who like talks about happiness all the time, but they're depressed and negative, well, don't, don't take advice from that person. If you want relationship advice, don't go to someone who's been divorced three times, yeah. but like find people in your life who you can trust in different aspects and then ask them those questions. Or maybe you could learn from the people that like kind of uh, aren't in the best positions from what not to do. But you probably shouldn't ask them for their advice in it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. 100%. Because it's, no, it's definitely not fun to at, like get asked for advice and then someone does the opposite of what you're talking about. Yeah, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> but I mean, like, if everyone's just offering you advice, because I feel like yeah. sometimes as well, there's so many times where, like, people, like, even friends or family members, like, you have to be careful. I wouldn't ask that same question in a lot of people yeah. because there are a lot of people that have different views than me yeah. that would be like, no, dude, you're not being a bitch. Like, just watch a fucking movie. Fuck, watch a movie every day. Watch Netflix yeah. twice a day. Watch Netflix yeah. every single day. Like, I'm very careful with who I share my my plans and my goals with and stuff, too. Because, like, there's a lot of people who are just, like... I just wouldn't I, ask them that question. Yeah, yeah. But even, like, even like within, like, asking questions, like, yeah, I wouldn't ask a lot of people certain questions. But, like, I won't even tell a good amount of people my goals because, like they don't think on the level that I'm thinking on. Like they're like, Oh, well that would take you 20 years of hard work and a lot of success and a lot of luck. And they can't comprehend that vision. So they'll knock you down. And I don't want that. So I'm like, I just, I'm not even going to tell you that. I'll just tell you what I'm trying to do this month. Yeah. You know? sure like too. I'm That's not, I'm not going to share with you my, my, my real goals. I'll share with you kind of what I got. Yeah, I'll talk to you. Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm kind of like that too, man. I'm, uh, I'll talk about the current project I'm working on. Yeah. I'll talk yeah. about that. With, within that same question you were saying, like, what to do, once you, once you organize your thoughts and you set some goals and you answer that question, put them where you can see them. If you're not, on the, if you're not watching the video right now, I, on the back of my phone, I've taped a cue card with, like, my three goals for October. And... I, I see that every day when I pick up my phone and I feel that the back of it is like a flashcard and not my phone. I think of my goals. I have another one taped over the RPM section of my car because it's an automatic car. I don't need to know the RPMs, <laughs> you know, I can hear it. Yeah. So, right. So when I have to hop in my car and I start driving, like, so many people going to blow their engines up. Yeah, I, I see <laughs> it and I'm like, okay, I read my goal. Every time I see it, every time I'm reminded of it, I actively read it yeah. and as often as I can, I read it out loud. I've got one taped on the top of my laptop. So before I open it up, I see my goals. So I read it, then I go on my laptop. Nice. Got it in my wallet. I got one on the mirror in my bathroom. Like I have surrounded myself with my goals. They're all written out the exact same, basically. And I see it, and I read it, and I remember my goals. And just like the law of attraction, I'm, I'm on track to hitting all of my goals, I think. Or, yeah. or like I'm progressing, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I'm directly on track in terms of days of the month and stuff, but like everything's going the right direction. Whereas literally a month ago when we talked, I was like, dude, I'm going down a spiral. Like I can't be doing a podcast right now. Yeah. You know? And that was what I did instead. I was like, I can't just tell him I'm going negative and then like not make a change. Like, yeah. I was thinking in my head, I was like, fuck, I kind of want to tell him we should just do it anyway so we can talk about that and more people could relate. But then I was also thinking in my head, I was like, dude, even when I feel tired, I'm like, fuck off. I don't want to talk. Yeah. So it just doesn't yeah. really. And I get what you mean because I think that that's so important, man, because 
I'm literally going to do this tonight. Like I'm literally just because of the thoughts I've been having today and this conversation, especially I am going to go and fucking take a second and just kind of restructure some things, refine some things in my life right now. And like after this conversation, I'm going to hit my journal. But I think that that's so smart that you have that awareness of like, yo, shit's going downhill. I'm not at a rock bottom right now, but I got to take some fucking time to work on this shit because I'm like on a downward swing right now, but I can fucking turn this around. Like this is mm-hmm. a red flag. It's yeah. a red alert. The building's not burning down. We're just having some warning signs right now. Yeah. Like that's all it is. Yeah. And I think like it's so sick that you had that awareness and we're able to just be like, yeah, I'm going to just a be honest about this instead of making up some fucking bullshit excuse mm. and then having to propagate some lie. And it's like, I'm just going to be honest about it. And then B, I'm going to do some work on it. And on that, I want to say thank you for like this platform that you have and the, the message that you send out that like, it is okay to, to say that and to, to be feeling that way. In fact, it's not okay to hide it. Yeah. And like, (laughs) but really, and like in, in most, in a lot of cases, especially like in, in like guy culture, like it's not. It's not a common thing. Hey, I'm just like feeling depressed. I don't want to do that. Like, I was just like, hey, like I'm going, if it wasn't you, I wouldn't have felt as comfortable being totally honest with what was going on. And then if I just like told someone, hey, I'm kind of burnt out. I I can't do it today, blah, blah, blah. Then like by claiming that and by stating that, I probably would have just literally gone to bed two hours early and laid in bed and felt like shit. Yeah. But like I said the truth and I was like, dude, I don't feel like I can do a podcast right now. Like I'm feeling pretty depressed, negative spiral, not in momentum. Like everything's not great. So like, give me a few weeks. I'm going to build this momentum back. And like, I don't know exactly what words I said, but it was something along that. And I was like, I will, I will do this in a few weeks when I'm feeling better. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, now I've said that now I'm, that gave me that awareness. And then I went and did that. And I sat down for like two hours and like wrote shit out. And like I was saying, it's work. Yeah. People are like, Oh, like it hurts, man. You got to fucking sucks. You got, you got a journal like 10 minutes a day. It's like ten. two hours, 10, two hours. Yeah, I, mean, I sat down for two hours. I don't journal every single day. I have at times. I'm not doing that right now, but like I use, I always write down at least like, like my nightly routine, I plan my next day. Like I'm always writing something. That's down. a form of journaling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like like scheduling is kind of what I do, and just like putting an intention down. Um, just having a relationship. With yeah. Your brain. Yeah. That's literally what I call. That's it. a good. That's a good description. Have a relationship with your brain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like one when, when I did that, I literally sat down for like two hours, locked myself in my office. Two hours later, I came back out had all of those flashcards. I'm like, I'm putting this up here and putting this up here. Where else can I put them? Phone. Like, where am I going to see it? I have one like cut out in my wallet, like super small. Because I was like, I made it fit. And so like every time I go to pay, I see it like sticking out like right by the cash. And I'm like, oh, goals. Never mind. Goals. Never mind. You know? <laughs> Don't need this. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I see them everywhere. I've got six or seven of them. Yeah everywhere if you don't know your goals off the top of your head that's gonna be tough you should (laughs) you You should should. yeah Yeah. dude it's funny that you were saying that about 
we were talking about like uh, it's so cool you, you preach that it's okay to talk about vulnerability and I'm like dude I don't think it's okay not to because like uh, Zach and I actually did a podcast I think it was like last week mm-hmm. or a week before and we were talking the original concept he wanted to talk about was what it means to be a man right mm-hmm. we ended up getting sidetracked and we talked about a bunch of other cool shit so go and check out that podcast <laughs> but one of the things that i did talk about on that podcast and one of the things that i'm open to talking about more zach is um the fact that like we we're taught like that being a man is like having no emotions like we hear stoics and we're like oh being stoic is mm-hmm. like having no emotion displayed when really, like, even if you read Stoic philosophy and if you know about any high-functioning adult, whether it's male or female or whatever the fuck, I don't want to get caught up in that bullshit, but mm. I think that it rings true for both women and men. Is like, it's not about having no emotion. In fact, if you're hiding your emotion, you're either a sociopath or you're appearing like you are one. Mm. That's just a fact. Humans have emotion. The idea is that a real man or a real woman, a true adult, will be able to be like, all right, I have these emotions, I'm gonna look into the root of them, mm-hmm. and then I'm not gonna let them negatively impact the people around me. Yeah. Right, like yeah, that's, that's basically big. what it is. That's big. Like it's okay that you felt like down, I feel mm-hmm. down all the time, it yeah. is what it is. But it's like, okay, I'm gonna look at A, the root of this, and then B, I'm not gonna let it fucking negatively impact the people around me. So whether that is like, Telling your partner, hey, I need five minutes to just go and take a deep breath. Like, I have an emotion right now. It's not who I am. And I just don't want it to negatively impact you. Yeah. I just feel a certain way. I got to figure this shit out. And different people figure shit out differently. Yeah. Whether it's through conversation or meditation or journaling or whatever it is. But it's like, it's not fucking like childish or immature to have emotions. It's childish or immature to let them fucking negatively impact the people around you and your environment. And if you slip up, so be it. There's been so many times where I have in the past where I let my anger, especially that's my weakness, where I let that impact the words I say or people around me. And it's like, dude, you're going to fuck up sometimes, but figure out the root of that then. Yeah. Right. Like the idea is not to ignore the fuck up, ignore the problem. Get better. Yeah, it's to actually yeah. dive into it. Yeah, I'll go one step further and say that, like, actually confronting those emotions and, like, being vulnerable to express them is a courageous act. In 100%. terms of, like, what it, what it is to be a man or whatever, like, being courageous enough to address that and, like, say it for real is, is a courageous thing. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're one of those fucking guys that just yells at his wife in public and fucking beats the shit out of his kids and he's a giant piece of shit, right? Like, that's true. No, honestly, right? Like, that is how negative emotions that's, manifest. That's, that's where you get to the toxic end of the scale, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, you fucking don't, you don't ever deal with those problems, those emotions, and then they build up to maybe alcoholism or bad habits or whatever it is. Like, obviously, mm. I was just fucking, it was a bit yeah. of a hyperbole. Yeah. But... It's true, man. Negative yeah. emotions that are undealt with, we all know this, manifest yeah. in fucked up ways. Yeah. Humans are a weird contraption, man. Yeah. Like, if you don't address the fucking... Like, a computer, if you don't address the problems, it just fucking dies. Yeah, it gets worse. Right? Like, it just slows down, clogs up. And we kind of do the same thing sometimes, but we become toxic first. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the reality. Yeah, you need to be able to take responsibility for your actions despite your emotions. Hell Yeah. 
So there you have it, folks. That's it. We talked about fucking everything today. Everything. Literally everything today. So I hope you guys found some new perspectives from that. I hope you guys found some, I guess, some enjoyment, some entertainment from that as well. I'm going to let you go, but you remember, I'm assuming from last time, and you know anyone that becomes a, a guest on this show understands that I don't do my own outros. So I'm going to leave you to kind of finishing this up right now. Uh, tell people where they can find you. We, we already know what you're all about, but uh, the, the last thing I need you to do is just give people one more message, whether it's positivity or motivation or just like one little quote you want to share, whatever the fuck you want to say. Just make people smile right now and tell them where they can find All you. All right. Well, first off, I love you guys. Uh, yeah. And thank you, Mark. Love you. Dude, love you um, too, You can fi- follow me on on Instagram, TikTok, Yorko Performance. I'm not too consistent on TikTok yet, but I will be by the time this, this airs. Oh, yeah. That's Next one week. of my goals. That's one of my goals. <laughs> a week for today. Damn today. right. Um, me too, but, dude. How many po- wait, wait, wait. Let's make a commitment right now. How many TikTok posts? You're going to make before next Thursday when this drops. Five a week. Five a week. Five a week. So you're going to have five new posts. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try and match that. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Deal. Let's do it. Five new posts minimum by... A week. Every week. Next Thursday night. Because yeah. this is dropping next Thursday cool. night. We'll send them to each other on... This on Thursday night for people listening. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, and then, honestly, the only message I got for you guys, if any of those things that we talked about hit you and you're like I don't do that or I should do that like seriously go out and do it like take action don't don't just listen to a podcast and be passive afterwards if you took a note where you're like I I should do this or I need help with that like take action and if you need a coach or if you need someone to reach out to um, like getting a coach is one of the best investments I ever made Um, and many of my clients say the same thing now like I I, I preach it. I live it, right? Um, whether it's just a friend or a coach or whatever, reach out to someone. If you're looking at the fitness side of things, reach out to me. I'll be happy to answer any questions and just like do what we can to, to get your life on, on track to like make progress and hit your goals. Oh, yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Like you said, it's fucking... Yeah, if you've, if you've touched on anything here that, or if we've touched on anything here that you're thinking like, fuck, I should go and do that, go and fucking do it. If you don't know how, find someone that's going to fucking show you how. That's basically all that there is to it. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Thank you so much for supporting the movement, supporting the cause. Good night, Yorko. Good night, guys. It's a fucking good time thank chatting you. with you. Or good morning if you're listening to this in the fucking morning. Have a good day. Or I hope you had a good day if you're listening to this at night. That's all for the night. Much love and peace out, motherfuckers.